sit back in your seats, get something to eat, and watch this movie. Don't let the kids see it, because, well, let, let, we'll let you hear the, the um, beginning of Thank you. Hello and welcome to Left of the Projector. I am your host, Evan, back again with another film discussion from the left. I'm happy to announce that you can now sign up and be a paid subscriber to the show directly from Spotify. So you can just pop on there and support the show. Also, if you would be so kind as to smash that ratings button on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you're listening to this show, right now as always you can follow the show on tiktok and instagram at left of the projector pod enjoy the show this is left of the projector and i am joined by smirk gently for her uh I believe now the uh, Alec Baldwin territory of five guests <laughs> and uh, Oslo. Thank you for for joining me. Thank you oh, so much. I should for have said we're talking me. about the menu. Sorry, I I blew it. <laughs> you ruined it. Thirty seconds. What's the menu this evening? The yeah. menu this evening is I think murder and <gasps> but of the bourgeoisie. So I guess Indeed. also themselves. So yeah. yeah, a little bit of both. Yeah, I mean it's a complicated. Uh, unpacking yeah so i don't know you we were just before we jumped on you said i asked a question like did you like this movie and i've seen it twice now and i do but i also don't but i can't pick figure exactly out what it is i don't like exactly it's i enjoyed it while i was watching it immensely and what i mean by that is like i was never bored and I was always wondering, okay, all right, where, where are we, where, where is this going? Okay. All right. I didn't, didn't see that coming. Where are we? Okay. All right. And that was sort of my, my attitude. And then there was a little bit, and this is for me, this actually made it a very weird experience. I'm pretty good at spotting, Hey, it's that guy actors. And, you know, like character actors are kind of my thing. And I spent half the movie being like, who, who's, you know, like the, I don't think there was a single bad or even mediocre performance in that cast. Like that is an actor's movie. Yeah. I thought all the performances were quite good. And, and uh, yeah, I don't know. What did you think? Smirk. I, uh, so the first time I watched it, I kind of had the same takeaway. I was like, I enjoyed watching it, but it took until the following day to be like, all right, I did like this movie. And I think it was just, it had a, it had a kind of marinate for a second. If you will just ignore that fun entirely, but it just, I don't know. I did end up liking it. I watched it a second time with my partner because he hadn't seen it yet. Uh, I think everybody did, did a great job. Uh, I think it's so messed up that John Leguizamo didn't even get a name. He was just movie star, like in the. <laughs> well, did did they at some point? I kept thinking I heard them mention his name. They did. He has he has a name that he's known by. He's occasionally called initials by the tech bros or the uh, okay hedge fund bros. Um, and then when his assistant checks him in with Elsa. 
she gives a name and he goes, oh, what? You, you gave my real name? Oh, that's right. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, there, there, there's a lot of layers to, to that. That was a really exciting bit of casting, too, because John Leguizamo isn't the guy I would think, hey, let's cast a movie about a bunch of rich assholes. And who's the, like, fading action star who, you know, pretends to be a foodie but is just sort of a schmuck? <laughs> I don't think – I know. Let's bring in John Leguizamo. But he's a pro, and, you know, it, it works. Yeah. He pulled it off. And I think part of like part of why that character works for him is because it's very much like, well, we'll get into it later. But when he explains why he's there to begin with, then it, then the casting even makes more sense. Yeah, yeah. Just understanding that he's an artist and that sort of parallel there. Yeah. So, so I'll, I'm going to mention this. This is like, this is like a more of a, not about the movie, but I was just going to say, so the the budget of this movie, I'm going to start mentioning this because I think it's sometimes interesting to see this. The budget of this movie was $50 million, which seems quite high, honestly, given there isn't much. There's like a boat. Most of the stuff is indoors in one place. And it made $75 million in the box office, plus whatever HBO. I don't know how that works. But that's not like... I mean, in today's market, that's not great. But I think it was underappreciated a bit. I mean, it's interesting because, of course, budgets have always been a, such a sticking point for the industry and when i was working at, at red hour films uh way back when and we made dodgeball and uh fox was like okay we'll green light that with a uh, i think it was a 20 million dollar budget which for a comedy in 2003 four i don't remember um that that was a pretty low budget. And because one of the things about the menu is that I noticed, it didn't strike me with the, sorry, I just had like multiple conflicting thoughts hit all at the exact same time. Um, you guys saw, uh, I know Evan, you saw uh, the Ryan Johnson. I don't like rich people movies. Yes. Um, Knives out in the glass onion. And I'm assuming you saw them. I saw the first one. I haven't seen the second one yet. Yeah. And the menu felt in a lot of ways like a companion piece to me, uh, to Glass Onion, um, and also to uh, Ready or Not, the um, be careful what wealthy families you marry into film with Samara Weaving uh, from a few years ago. I don't know if you guys saw that one. Um, and it also had a little dash of Midsummer, where I was like, you know, you could do a really interesting like series uh, of movies that are about that are essentially dark comedies about class, about trust, about art, about life, about death, about, you know, big ideas. But then all of them have a like mischievous violence to them. Uh, and some, in some of them, it's more, unsettling than in others. I think that I think I have to ask this question first because I think my answer to the question happens within the first few minutes of this movie. Who of all the unlikable characters is the most unlikable? And for me, I think it's Tyler. Yeah. Oh, he's de despicable. <laughs> and Smirk? Um, I thought it was going to be him, but he's so pathetic 
and just yeah. absolutely just looking at him like you feel i just i felt like pity after a while especially that one scene for me it was ted uh. the guy who was there with the food critic her little sick of friend <laughs> Oh my he God. was it, amazing. It was between her and him because she sucked, but she is unapologetic about it, and he just props up all of her bullshit. Like he just those performances, those two were amazing. And I spent the whole movie like, who are do I have I ever seen either of these actors before? Like they're fantastic, and like his lines. I feel like you could go to like a fancy restaurant and like see two people having like that conversation too. Absolutely. Like it felt like a completely real thing of someone who like, you know, works for Savor and is chatting with some other person. I mean, there, there's, there's certainly a, a heightened aspect to the movie. You know, the, the, the degree to which Hawthorne is running is a little absurdist. Um, but, at the same time, professional kitchens can be really fucking intense. And so like, but I felt like everybody was, was, a, I don't think anyone was overplaying it. Like no one was, was, was tongue in cheek. No one was winking at the camera. You know, this was not a, a satire in that sense. It, it was, it was played straight. It's pretty believable. Like the way everybody interacts with each other, the way they, the way they behave is, yeah, like I believe that. Sure, I worked in restaurants for like ten years. I I absolutely believe any of those people exist right now, and they're all eating and making life miserable for someone. For me, I don't think it was about food. I think it was about art, and I think it was about the. I, I think that it's one of those inside, um, like in joke Hollywood movies that Hollywood people are going to be going, "Oh yeah, right." Right? Because sometimes you're just, uh-huh, I get what you're doing there. I see what you're saying. You know what I mean? Like, it, it really felt like it was about art beyond food. It was about just the actual expression of art and an artist's plight and, like, uh, was strangely moving for what it was. Yeah, I think a lot, I think it was very much about art and how it is created by members of the working class because making artists is very much labor and then yeah. consumed yeah. and co-opted by members of the bourgeoisie and, and the and the honor don't even appreciate yeah. it yeah they don't appreciate it. it's just to say that they put that artist on the map or they they went there 11 times and can't even remember what they ate it's just so i don't know if i told smirk this there is a, a deleted scene that i think they should have kept on the boat oh. when they're going out to the island the uh, food critic is talking about how she had found the chef in Portland in a food truck making like Korean tacos. He had like burned out, quit mm -hmm. his job, moved to this town, started making tacos, and they brought him out of like retirement to open this restaurant. Huh. So like he had finally oh, wow. found happiness again. And then this guy wants to ruin art again art you know the food and bring it back to rich assholes yeah that would have been a well it would have added another level to 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 chefs to chefs it art would have been more sympathetic um, too i think yeah and you know what though i mean i'm I, i'm not saying you're wrong evan but i if i was in the room and someone was arguing to take that out 
my response would be, here's the thing. Rafe doesn't actually need that scene because it's all in his performance, especially when she tells him she wants to send it back. Like the way he crumbles and are we allowed to talk about oh, yeah, the ending already? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and like, so when I left, when, when we turned the movie off and my partner and I were both sort of like, well, that, that was a movie we just watched. And, and we were talking about it, trying to decompress a little bit, digest it as one does. And I said something like, I, I, I love that in the end, he, she beats him by basically reminding him of where his happy place is. And Annika, my partner, said something that I think is really fucking clever and really germane to this podcast, which is that, well, but first she beat him by reminding him that he made her one of them. And that means she's the customer. And she put him in his place by saying, take this back. I don't want this. I am not satisfied. And that, and she was like, because the customer is always right. He gives her the choice of which, which class are you in? Are you in the serving class? Or are you in the taking class? And at the end, he's like, you're part of the takers. But then she uses that to her advantage and she, and she wins. And so I was like, fuck. I'm going to, I'm going to differ, um, just slightly different take on it because that's interesting. But, um, so my thing was, yes, like she did use that sort of, she pulled that sort of power move out, right? Like, I'm going to send this back. It tastes like it was made with no love. But I think that goes back to the conversation they had earlier when they were talking about, do you enjoy what you do? I used to, not anymore. I think what she gave him was that last moment of loving what he was doing again. So even though she was taking something from him, oh. she also gave him that, which had been completely lacking from his work. Yeah, no, I, I definitely agree. Oh, God. He's got tears in his eyes. He's just wet the entire has, movie, though, and it's weird. Like, yeah. it's just like, I'm like, well, I mean, he is a wet-eyed actor, but, um, I mean, you know, watch closely. Voldemort has wet <laughs> eyes, but, you know, or don't, because you don't need to watch those, but no one <laughs> does. But, um, but yeah, no, it was, it was an incredible performance. And when he was making the burger, and I just have to say, watching that burger get made, after an hour and a half of all of these fluffy, un indescribable things that barely look like food, you know, these cubes and dots and drips and blinks and blops, and then seeing this fucking greasy, and the fact that it was a sesame seed bun. When they did the onions before the flip, I was like, holy shit, this is food porn. This is, I, I could eat a fucking cheeseburger right now. It's art is this great burger he's giving just a working class person. You'd order a burger. You don't need a $1,200 meal. $1,250 per person. Wasn't that what they said? Yeah, $1,250 per person. Yeah. So yeah. $2,500 bucks yeah. a couple. It was funny because, like, because aspects of the movie were so heightened, for a second there, I was kind of shocked that it was such a a low fantasy price, if that makes sense. Like, it should have been more. You know, like, 
well, it's a private island and it's the most famous chef in the world. And but then I was like, you know what? No, though, it's like it's kind of grounded. Like that seems like a realistic price for a place that I assume like that. I mean, they do exist. So, you know, there was um, so the, I guess when they wrote this, it was because the guy who wrote it went to a restaurant that was like this. You get on a boat and you go and you do your seating and it's like, I don't know, like three or four hours just like this. And he thought as he was there, like, wow, we can't leave until the meal's over. Like, what if they just decided to kill us all? That's what they said. Huh. I don't know if that's really what yeah. There's always that possibility, I guess. We've, but, yeah. we've all had that thought. <laughs> right now, they kill everybody in this room right now. Nobody could do anything. But how? what is it, like 10, 2, 3, 11 seatings or 12, 12 seats? 12 seats, right. 12 seats, Twelve fifty a person. So 15 grand, give or take. Um, I mean... All the food plus after all the food, like what, like do, what are they, there's like, they're not even being paid. Like and the labor. Yeah. But that's the culty aspect of it too. Right. Which is why I think you got the yeah. summer vibes. Or at least that's what it was for me. Yeah. Yes. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Well, and, and the, the mushroom, the, the marshmallow, um, <laughs> yes. the marshmallows and the chocolate, and like, that's where you. I really was getting the midsummer yeah. vibe. And, and that at the end there, all of the takers are there under the spell. You know, they're all like, yes, chef. Thank you, chef. And it's, it's a little. Uh, if you think about this, like in the sense of, you know, like capitalist class or the capital bourgeoisie and the working classes, the service workers, I don't know. My thought came to my head of, you know, would the, would those rich people actually fight back? Cause he says like, you guys could have tried to actually fight back, but you just, you didn't even bother. Like they yeah. could have all bum rushed a kitchen, grabbed some knives, you know, cut them. You know, yeah, I mean, like, yeah, he suggested that at one point. He's like, I did this all week. Like, yeah. I don't know if that's realistic or not. Maybe it is. That felt a little, if it had been a series, like a, a limited eight episode series and it had escalated to that, I maybe would have bought it, but like, because they could have taken more time to, to show each character sort of breaking down and buying into the, the, the fantasy, the world of, of the artists, but like in an hour and a half or two hour movie, it, it did feel a little, you know, especially for me, like when, when like Leguizamo's assistant, you know, is just capitulating, like with Judith Light's character, I'm kind of like, okay, her husband's just lost a finger. She is realizing the depths of her husband's uh, sleazy shittiness, you know, she's watching all these craven people sort of collapse on themselves. There's the incredible emotional trauma of the fake coast guard guy. And I mean, the way, the way everybody plays that sequence, all of the, the, the customers. And when you see them just lose it, when, when they realize that they've lost, it was, I think I expect that on a, a like a, a, a story beat level, that was supposed to be what broke them. I think, I think you're right because up until that point, like he, he does point out, like you said, that they could have fought back. You could have tried harder and he didn't maybe think about that. Why didn't you try? Because there's always somebody to do it for them. Right. Because that they have, yeah. there are systems in place to protect the people right. who think they will never be in this situation because well, I could just call a helicopter and somebody will come pick me up. They are just so sure that they'll be saved when this guy walks in by himself. In a Coast Guard, you know. Yeah, the police are supposed to protect that. 
Yeah, they get really bold. The yep. guy, Ted, the one that I hated, is like, like, fuck you, fuck you. And he's like, it's mm. <laughs> like, like, yeah, it's him, it's him. Point the gun at him. And they're so excited. And then they realize, yeah, I think I think you're right. I think that completely broke them because they're like, oh. Well, yeah, because the police are supposed to protect the, the wealthy. They're supposed to protect the status quo. Yeah. And, it, you know, I don't know. Like, honestly, maybe that could have been played a little bit stronger had it been, like, cop cops, not Coast Guard, which sort of feels like a nebulous. I, mean, I get it. But, you know. I, but but then there's also so there is like the the givers and takers as like the you know uh the chef refers to them but there was also i mean this is probably a real thing within kitchens too having you know no people who are chefs and work in the kitchen and then occasionally worked in them there was also a hierarchy if you want to call it that with the chef having this fancy cabin which was also just a copy of the which is also super creepy. And I have my theories on that, but he was, you know, like they don't go, they, it's like they worshiped him. Yeah. It was a very weird relationship they had. The actress who played the sous chef. Uh, Who's sorry. No, no, no. That, that was, that was the executive chef. The, the, uh, Catherine. Yeah, Christina Bracado. Yeah. Yeah. Her performance unnerved me. Like, Hung Chao was amazing. And and look, Elsa was my favorite character in the movie. And honestly, when Elsa left the story, I was a little bit like, well, I wanted her to, okay, <laughs> you know, but, but, but there was something about the performance of, of Catherine, or I think that was her name where I just was deeply unnerved. Well, she was broke. Like she was broken. I think cause she says it's her idea yeah. to kill everyone. Yeah. yeah. So oh, what was their idea before that? Like she just was like, we should kill all right? the people next time they come to the Island. And then they planned it out. It's, I, you know, the person actually unnerved me more was the sommelier. Um, he was great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, it's, I, and I think that that culty aspect of it, and maybe that's why the idea of there being more scenes or there being more episodes or, or cause we kind of, I at least sort of wanted to see a little, a little bit more of this, you know, a little bit more of, of what makes these, these people like this and, and yeah. the spell that he has on them. But I mean, I, it's a, it was a weird experience. They're definitely, they're definitely sleep deprived because she said they're working well until like two o'clock in the morning and they get up at six every day. Yeah, that's, that's right. Really with your brain. Oh, yeah. it, <laughs> absolutely. That's the other thing about this too, is it's hard to not think about the resources that this angel investor had provided for this fancy Island restaurant. You like think of how many people you could feed with all of this resource, you know, yeah. like it's, it, I mean, it's meant, and these people don't even appreciate it. Like the older couples, like we don't even want no. to go on the tour again. We've done it 11 times. Yeah. We've, yeah. we've done this. And they can't, they don't know what they ate. Well, and the tech bros don't care or finance bros, whatever they are, you know, they don't care. 
and they just want to be able to say they did it. Leguizamo just wants to use it to try and get like his own show, I guess. Yeah, yeah it's, it's like he wants like the show Stanley Tucci has like about Italy. <laughs> that's, that's what yeah. it felt like to me. Yeah, no, totally. And and you know Tyler wants the experience. He wants Chef to notice him. He wants to see the magic, but he's and he gave us he like what well, he knew he was going to die doing it yeah that's the thing about yeah, the movie. Tyler so, well since you mentioned tyler i think we were talking before as what would do you think the chef said to him before he went and uh hung himself i i think i i, 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 have, mean, I, mean, I have a purely a theory period i, I guess I, I can i can go first you guys go ahead, go ahead. Um, i think what he said to him was that you've already ruined one course of what is supposed to be the perfect meal, why don't you go ahead and kill yourself so you don't ruin another one with your talentless hack presence <laughs> or something along those lines. Pretty similar to my thought is that he like basically told him that he's, you know, a useless he'll never be a real chef. He has useless knowledge and tell him to go kill himself too. Yeah, like you can see the art, you don't create it and you're everything that's wrong with the world and you should just end it now. It's almost like he blames him for the problem of his life. He had that line. I have to, I have to check my notes, which unfortunately are on my phone, which is also what I'm using. So I might disappear. I feel like Tyler had some of the best lines in the movie though. Just generally. Yeah. It was, you are why the mystery has been drained from our art. Yep. I know. I wrote that line too. That I was like, Holy shit. And it really, and again, and this is where maybe I'm projecting, maybe I'm reading too much into it, but the idea that while this could absolutely be about food, I feel like it's about film and it's about filmmaking because if you make a movie, you can't help but for it to be at least on some level about movies because movies are a lie agreed upon. We, We know this is all make believe. We understand, you know, that everything is planned very meticulously and everything is decided upon and whether it's decided upon with intent or decided upon because uh, let's just do this that's going to vary from movie to movie but because of the meticulous nature of the menu i can't help but feel that the chef is in some ways like the artist the 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 director that we are, you know, that we you hear about, oh, so-and-so only shoots on 35 millimeter because that's how real movies are, you know, that kind of thing. And so you have the aging action star and the main reason that Ray Fiennes gives for wanting to punish him. <laughs> so we're making one shitty movie. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You were in a movie that ruined my one day off. <laughs> that feels very very like inside baseball i don't know what that term means but i try to use it every so often so i can sound stupid okay so you got leguizamo's the action star you've got the old couple presumably it's old money they're jaded they're tired they don't give a shit um there's a lot of studio heads that are like that you've got the three bros and let me tell you if those guys didn't feel like every agent i ever had to have a fucking drink with <laughs> And then you've got this shitty, shit-eating asshole who worships this stuff, but doesn't understand it. He wants it so bad, but he doesn't get it. He doesn't understand cooking. 
He doesn't even really understand what he's fucking eating. Yeah. He's a moron. He's memorizing things. He is someone he's 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 memorizing it and he loves it because he is the fan for whom associating with this thing that is his entire identity. And he has nothing else. We literally, we know nothing else about Tyler. We have no idea what line of work he's in. We have no idea where he's from. I mean, he is a void because all he is is his obsession with the chef, with this island, with this experience. And so that really felt like an indictment, again, to me, of those people who will sit there saying, well, you know, I mean, it's, it, it, it's making fun of critics. It's making fun of, 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 of the super yeah. fans. Of yeah, fans. I, I wrote down like the thing and, that when he's on the boat, I just said he's, he worships food. He doesn't even really yeah. like it. Yes, 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 yes. I love because that. I yes. feel like that's all he, he could recognize ingredient. Oh, is that bergamot or whatever he says about the tea? <laughs> yeah. That, that, that made me laugh. Cause didn't, didn't the chef say what was in the it was tea? In a clear, didn't it was in a clear pot. You I, can see what's in there. Oh, so you if you knew what bergamot yeah. looked like, you, you could just be like, oh. Like. So, like, wasn't he basically like, that would be like if, 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 you know, you're cutting up a carrot, and I go, oh, chef. Chef Smirk, is that, that's a carrot? <laughs> it's like, okay, yes. <laughs> Congratulations. You, you know what a fucking carrot is, you schmuck. Um, did you, did you want me to notice you? I mean, that, that's what it felt like to me. Like, and, and that's what was so Holt's performance was so good that every time he said or did something terrible, I found myself smiling more and more, which is a weird reaction to have, but like he was so detestable, so craven and shallow. And you know who we haven't talked about at all when we've been talking about this I'm movie. I'm excited. Go for it. I know. I know what it's going to be. Is is our cheeseburger yeah. eater? Um, is Margot, who three times this movie lied her about name her name and where she was from, like at the beginning, yeah. and then she says she's from Nebraska, and then she's from Massachusetts. And similarly, there we get multiple versions of where Chef is yeah. from because, but I mean, Margot. I think Anya Taylor-Joy is fantastic. Yeah. Her anime eyes make me uncomfortable sometimes, but like, because people shouldn't have eyes that big, but, but she's really good. And how do we feel about this portrayal of, of class solidarity, of, of a working class? I do appreciate that the movie absolutely recognizes that she is a working, a skilled worker. You know, that that she is not just a whore. Uh, she is a worker. And uh, that was a pleasant surprise for me because as soon as I figured out she was a sex worker, I was like, oh, is there going to be what are what are what are we doing here? Movie, you know, what are we doing here? But no, I don't feel like there was any criticism of her and her profession at all. No, I think I think the way that uh, the chef relates to her immediately as a fellow service industry worker. And that's what he calls her. He doesn't go into detail about what it is yeah. that she does. And he just recognizes her as the same sort of person that he is, you know, doing the same yeah. kind of thing. Cause there's really no necessary 
distinction between what she does and what any other person in the service industry, what any other member of the working class does every day. And you just ask, like, do you still yeah. enjoy it? Right. Yeah. Like I think that conversation yeah. where well, you mentioned, you mentioned before, you know, that was kind of him seeing like having a memory. I feel like it provoked him to remember when he liked, you know, when he actually once was happy because he doesn't say he's I unhappy agree. then. Think, right. But he is. Right. It, it felt like that conversation was the necessary step to him being able to make her the cheeseburger. Yeah you know, recognizing what that moment is, um, a, a strangely beautiful moment. Like, honestly, like one of my favorite sequences in a movie in recent years was, was the look on his face when she asks for a cheeseburger. I was just like, fuck, I, I think I might love this movie or at least this scene. Well, she, and she, he also um, knows that she went to his cabin in the room with yeah. all the pictures Yep. And, I, and, the, yep. and you must have noticed the only one where he's smiling is the one with the hamburger. And that means uh. she took the time to find out who she who he is and find out a little bit about him. She didn't just run straight to the it's radio. Also, she went and looked around. Yeah. He retained yes. some information. It's also, it's also the only one that isn't on the wall. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. He's not proud yeah, of it. Which I, I feel it's, it. that's important. Right? Well, I don't, so if something's on the wall, I feel like it's there to be admired. It's there to be... But if something is on a counter, it's on a table, it's on a, a, a bookshelf, it feels more accessible. But no one goes in there, because right? it's, it's for himself. No, but it's accessible for him. Yeah. He looks so you at put, it. You put, the, you put your cuttings on the wall because they're there and you can say, yes, these are my accomplishments, behold. But the thing that is on your table, that's where most people have like a picture of their, their beloved grandma or the dog that they loved as a kid or their old, you know, car, I don't fucking know, but like it, 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 it feels more personal to me to have that being a, a freestanding photograph on a table as opposed to hung on the wall with the rest of his trophies. I think that, that, that showed to me at least that it was a more personal photograph. That's a more important in some ways photograph. Yeah, he keeps it closer to him. He interacts with it more. Exactly. It's more yeah. close to who yeah. he is and who he always wanted to be when he was who he was supposed to be, you know, before all of that. Yeah. Yeah. So one thing we, we that I want to talk about too that I thought was interesting, and I think one of my favorite scenes is when like the bro asked him for bread, and they're like, no. And the thing that I wrote down was I wrote down like those people are not used to being none of these people are used to ever being told no. No. Yeah. And they were being yeah. told no, and they couldn't handle it it's like just does not Couldn't does not compute it. at all because the guy who asked her for the bread it's like did you say no are you saying no yeah. it's like yes do you do you know who i am shut down by tomorrow and, and she's like we we work for the guy right yeah. she corrects them they say we work with what's his face and she's like you work for him actually you work <laughs> for him just like we do yeah elsa <laughs> And then, then what about when in cabin when Elsa's just like, you won't replace me. And it's like, oh, wow, damn, Elsa, you just uh, you just told us a lot about yourself. So after the bread thing, she like, like yeah, leans yeah, yeah. close and whisper. And I have it here. I, I thought it was a great line. It's like, you will get more than you deserve. And oh, right. you will eat less than you desire and more than you deserve. Like something yeah, something like yes. that and i just that was like yeah. such a great line because i think that these people these rich 
you know, snobby people who go to restaurants for experience. They don't care what they don't care. Like they're not, they'll tell their friend, they'll show them a photo of like the pic, you know, the food. And it's just, it's just like, a, and, and what's even funnier is that they were probably going to expense this and say it costs like 10 grand because they could make money off of it. Cause that was their whole scam. Yep. Yeah. I don't know. Those guys were pieces of shit. Oh, they were the worst. Now, how do we feel about the optics of those three pieces of shit being people of color? Hmm. Hmm. This is something Annika brought up. And they're the, the only movie. ones. I had already. Whole... No, well, I mean, arguably Leguizamo okay. and his assistant are both Latino. Yeah. Right. Latino. And I guess some of the staff are. The, uh, yeah, the staff. A lot of the staff, yes. And if there hadn't been any people of color in the staff, I would have like just turned off the movie <laughs> yeah. probably because I've never seen an all-white yeah. kitchen. And I, I don't think I ever will. Um, <sighs> but but like Annika was like, eh, it's an interesting choice to have the, the three tech bros being men of color. And, and this is the thing is I assumed they were tech bros when we first met them because they had that swagger. Um, though I, I assumed by the end that they're actually more like the like hedge fund. Yeah, I thought finance types. kind of bro. Um, yeah, exactly. Finance, finance bros. I mean, it's the same guys. <laughs> it's just slightly different, slightly different personality. Here's a thought I have about them being of color. Maybe is that I, you could say maybe they were, they could have all started from potentially from nothing. They didn't have money growing up. They went to college and they, this is like the thing they yearn for. Like they want it to be, you know, this is like the American dream, if you will. Like we can be rich and go out and fancy meals and have chefs who cook us meals. And so maybe it's showing that people do come. It's not only just white people where that happens to. I mean, and that's true. And and it would be really disingenuous to only show white people as being shitty, wealthy people. Because yeah. uh, there's shitty, wealthy people of every ethnicity gender expression etc and you know yeah, fine. I think, but i think uh, part of it was just um an emphasis on on the class divide yeah oh i agree more, yeah. i just thought it was no it's it's definitely it's a good point and i think that's very intentional i think because if it was just yeah. white people in the restaurant like people would have questioned that to an extent i think it's i think it's yeah. very much Ooh. to show that there's like you know certainly not by any stretch in an even way, but there's class mm. can uh, in some ways supersede, although not, not entirely, but you know, it can, it can have a positive effect that sometimes overcomes the uh, difficulties um, associated with race, you know, like there's, and the whole, like probably a touch of like the whole like model minority thing too. Like the, like the, like the, I don't know, like, well, look at these guys, you know, they can make it. So, you know, it's going to be a problem, you know? Yeah. Well, and from a, from a creative viewpoint too, it, you could almost even, I could see where it would be like, well, look, if we have fully half of the, the guests being non-white, uh, then the sort of, Oh, this is just woke propaganda from the libs. Nancy Pelosi made this movie to brainwash children, you know, then like it's, it's a little bit harder for those dipshits to, um, to I think it's I a closer representation of what you probably would see at one of these kind of places, probably to some extent. Yeah. 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 But I don't know. It was, it was a hell of a experience watching it. I, I mean, I have to say, I, I'm really glad you, uh, 
asked me to if I'd be interested because uh, I don't know if I would have gotten around to watching that uh, on my own. So this movie is sort of Bill, I guess. I, I would call it like a com- horror comedy because I feel like it's yeah. that sense. I, I kept thinking there yeah. was going to be, I don't want to say like more horror, but more things. But then when he find like when the when the staff member shoots himself, like, you know, yeah. like literally something was going to drop, you know, but I felt that scene was like, not just the fact that he, I mean, so two people in the movie kill himself, but he's doing it for a much different reason. It's like, he can't make good enough art. Like he can, he could like, yeah. he can make some AI art. But he's not he going to make, yeah, I don't know. He can, he can work under this chef. He can, he can be technically proficient. He can do all those things. He can never be great, but he also doesn't want the life that Julian has because he specifically asks him that. And that's, I think at that point, it's because he and everyone else who is under this sort of like spell have all come to the same conclusion that no matter, it doesn't matter if you're great because it's never really going to belong to you. It's always going to end up like this at a price point where the only people you serve are the worst people on earth. Yeah, that was another good line too. He's like, it, it, this has become a point where only people like you assholes can eat this right. food when, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and you sacrifice everything for it. I just love how Tyler yeah. is eating through every moment. My favorite, one of the, my, the best cut in the whole movie was when he gets his finger cut off and then he cuts yes, the, like, the turn up or something just, right yeah. afterwards. It's like immediately, he's like, oh, yes, yeah, it's so good. You got to try this. This is so good. Yeah, no, that that moment was actually like, to me, that was a really good horror movie moment. Because, you know, there Reed Bernie's just lost the finger. The wife's screaming. Everyone's screaming. And and he had this, like, sheen of sweat as he's, like, eating the turnip or whatever. Oh, this is just divine. Where I was like, okay, what's great about this is it felt to me like he was playing it as, oh, God. Oh, God. I'm focusing on the food. Oh, God. Oh, uh, you know, this is really Because that's good. all he talked about, like, right? Really, he never has a moment of actual it, humanity. It, right. Yeah. But it really did feel like the violence was affecting him. Do you know what I mean? Like he, he wasn't playing it like he was a complete robot automaton. The, 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 the horror did get to him because there was something very off in his reaction to the food. Like it was a little bit extra. It was a little bit panicked, a little bit strained. Um, and I liked that. I mean, I liked that they felt it, it's like, I said something to, to Annika about how, I think that Holt is so good because in a lot of movies, his character would have been like a protagonist or a near protagonist, despite, you know, being, it was like, she said, well, yeah, but I knew he was an asshole the minute we meet him. Cause the first thing he says is to not smoke. The first thing he does is to give her orders. The first thing he does is to try and take her autonomy from her. You know, I'm paying for this. I'm paying for you. And you know, there's nothing nice about it. I'm like, yeah, no, I, I, and I, I agree with that, but it, it feels like there are, there is a version of this movie where Tyler realizes that he's made some bad choices and tries to help her because how many movies have, have, have I seen? I mean, Christ, um, too many where the unredeemable guy is given a moment of vague redemption because we can't just have the, female character that is the lead win we can't just let her 
have a victory, she she has to get some help from him, mm-hmm. which is, I mean, it feels very uh, male gazy, and you know. I noticed that all the writers on this were dudes and the director was a dude and all the producers above the line were dudes and the production designer was a dude. But I also noticed that the stunt coordinator and fight coordinator were dames, which is not normal at all. I can tell you that with absolute surety, having the fight coordinator and the stunt coordinator both be women was uh, is not common. So that was kind of a neat thing to notice. See, that's cool. So I didn't, I didn't look at, into the credits that much. And I, one of the things that struck me when, um, Margot slash Aaron is fighting with, um, Elsa in Steph's kitchen, yeah. like that looks to me exactly the way that fight would go down. Like, like she's backing up and she's holding herself and then she, she tumbles over the table. She's, she grabs the grate from the, uh, from the burner and shucks it at her. Like, that's just, is there with the Paco jet? Seems see, Tyler didn't want to use the Paco chat, but she did. Because he didn't know how. She 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 knew how to use it in that moment. But (laughs) the way that she just came at her with anything she could find, yeah, felt very real. Like that felt very instinctual. Like watching that fight, I was like, that's yeah, that's that's how that would happen. I know nothing about this, but that seems real to me. That's correct. Yeah, no that that fight was wonderful and it was kind of the culmination of elsa i mean it was definitely the culmination of elsa's character but it it gave us more of her sort of inner life than we'd gotten other than when she was whispering to bro dude Um, and that was really neat that even even in this sort of you know jonestown uh meat hook spiral that they're locked into she's terrified that daddy's gonna pick a new a new kid yeah well that was the other thing too is that she tells him to get her to get the barrel and also made it be like was he actually set was he setting up the the uh boat thing i think it was a test yeah i think he was i think a he test was for her right it's like she was gonna then go yeah. to the house and he was gonna she was gonna try and call for help well and it's interesting too because she is the unexpected guest. Yeah. They did not plan for her. And so no matter how maniacal and ingenious and Rube Goldberg-y, uh, whatever the guy from Saw's name is, all of the machinations of the movie is, that's where they are flying blind. Yeah. So having, having, you know, telling her to go get the barrel that Elsa forgot, the look on Elsa's face you know, the way that everything plays after that, I think that, that Julian is sort of scrambling a bit. What would you, if he like this crazy and chef sends you into the kitchen in the scene. He doesn't know what to cook, like presumably because he doesn't know how. I guess it's like the thing. He's like, I have a Paco Jet at home, which probably is like still in the box. So I was thinking about it. And actually, I was going to say an omelet. That's just like a classic dish that most chefs, when they learn how to cook, they need to be able to cook an egg. Yeah. I don't know. Well, I don't know. What would you cook if they were? I would have made chilaquiles. I would have said, get, you know, I need some of those tortillas from earlier. I need, you know, some tomatillo. I need some chilies. I need uh, a salsa, preferably verde. Um, 
and just very simple. What do you got? Um, I had a couple different things because normally my go-to would be like a mac and cheese, but that's going to take a little while. So I think I would do um, shrimp with sun-dried tomato cream sauce and goat cheese, mm. which is like a one-pan thing that I've made a couple times, and it's like a 10-minute thing because it's really it's super simple and I just, I really like goat cheese. And if it's probably going to be the last thing I'm eating, it's probably going to be shrimp. And some kind of food. <laughs> Respect. Respect on that, that one. That sounds delicious. Mm. It needs a grain, though. That would be, that would be my problem there. Maybe pasta. Mm. Do a pasta. pasta. Yeah. 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 You just drop yeah. the pasta at the beginning. I'm sure they have like a, a boiling something or other because they have they this have, fancy Yeah, they kitchen. probably have parboiled pasta in that walk-in. <laughs> they, they own the pasta. I was going to say that. <laughs> They definitely have uh, uh, some wooden rods with, you know, the noodles that they made that morning, you know, hanging over them. Because <laughs> they say they have everything, too. The, the, the burning sequence was, like, absurdist. And I imagine, to some extent, that is where a lot of the divisiveness on this movie mm-hmm. is. Like, what? After huh? the That's the ending, too, really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, after they paid. They fucking gonna paid. Pay. When the bros all throw their credit card in yeah. like why it's like of course of course those guys are gonna fight over who pays yeah. <laughs> yeah well it's going on the company card they said that they're like oh whatever this company's paying for it you know what i think that was though you know what if i um i think making them pay beforehand is for one kind of like a little bit of a fuck you like yeah you're still gonna pay for this you're gonna die but you're paying for your fucking meal but also it's like you bought this you absolutely ordered and bought and are now paying for what's about to happen to you. This is your fault. You are paying for your special experience. You're paying for the guillotine that's going to just... Yeah. 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 (laughs) The comments he makes about the s'more also is so funny. (laughs) Like, he's just shitting on this, like, the idea of a s'more and a marshmallow. And I'm thinking to myself, like, you're a kid, like, a s'more is delicious. Even though you objectively know it's, like, actually disgusting. In some sense, that speech was fantastic. Gelatinized sugar or something. Mm-hmm. There, there's one thing that I didn't mention with the chef in general too, and I think it's a like the critique on maybe art, maybe it's on food, but just the idea of you know our system of capitalism and its pressure it puts on people in their job. I mean, it literally drove this group of people, working class people, to murder suiciding people because of the pressure the cultish thing we don't really see but it drove them mad let's say right it drove them mad and so i mean i think it you don't usually see that as like the result of people under you know working class person going berserk usually you see it in our society of right-wing incels killing a bunch of people at a school or a mall for different reasons right i don't know what to make of that no, it, it's an interesting, and that's the thing, is like, ultimately, is there a message in this movie about class, or was the class aspects of it just sort of the trappings that were necessary to do this cool idea that, you know, a screenwriter had? I, I don't know. The menu might just be like an idea, because it's a cool idea, and you have these cooks, and... uh Hey, did you see that movie where the girl's wearing the flower dress and there's the burning? What if we did that with like mushrooms, not mushrooms, marshmallows, even better. You know, like sometimes these things are just a a fucking like 
lunatic scavenger hunt and it all gets smooshed together and sometimes it's a really good movie and sometimes it's a movie that people talk about and sometimes it's not i think i think it, it could be possible that some of the some of the theme of, of class disparity in the movie probably wasn't the initial like idea you know like it wasn't that wasn't the right. story as we were talking about before like they went to a restaurant they're like oh they could just kill us all and maybe that was sort of shoehorned in but it works because it actually does depict like the actual roles that people play within these classes but it, it, I, yeah. I would not be surprised at all to to learn that maybe there were a few different ideas as to what was the motivation for these people to kill everyone and they just landed on this one this this whole class thing because people are getting more class conscious i mean it, it's yes people are more aware of, of the disability thank of the fuck yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> which is good but there's also that also it up for it to be monetized just like anything else and in that respect yeah it's kind of meta Right. Because, I mean, the movie itself is about that class. If it's about that class disparity and the, and the struggle between these groups of people and how they're being oppressed. And I still can't fucking believe he quoted MLK. But <laughs> <laughs> that made me laugh so hard. I was, like, I was like, what? But it was, I mean, anyway. So go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. I think it's why it's important in general, too, to why I mentioned you know, how much it costs to make the movie and what are they making off? Because at the end of the day, this is a business. Yes. And, and who's profiting? Exactly. And so it's still some, <laughs> you know, rich board room and all these people. And like, if you wanted to make a real class conscious movie, you're going to make it on $500,000 and you might be lucky if, you know, a hundred people, it's in a hundred theaters and for, you know, in the sense yeah. of things. Yeah. So they have to weave in enough other things. And I think this, plays with in other movies i think like knives out the sequel i think is a perfect example where it's making fun of like elon musk type of billionaires at, but it's not really at the expense of the entire like elite class like in this movie each of these people had some fault with them but it really wasn't because they were rich right they were they they were not appreciative of what they had right seemed to me to be Julian's motivation. And also, fuck you for making that bad movie, John yeah. Leguizamo. Um, I, I did love the line that cemented his assistant's oh, face. Where did you go to school? Did you have student loans? You, you stay there. Sorry, you're dying. <laughs> you know, yeah, that was, that was, it was brown. Yeah. I, thought. Brown? I thought it was brown. Yeah, brown. Okay, so you yeah. sell like 50 but, grand. But then, the, then the student loans, no, you're dying. That was just like, yeah, that was great. What do you think was behind the silver door? So I didn't know what I thought at first, but later I thought, was it like a, a tunnel that you could get to his house from? Like, I don't huh. know, like, because I think in his house, he had the same silver door. He so did. I wonder if yeah. there was some kind of like, but why would you build a tunnel in a, I don't know. I, well, why would that not play into it? Why, why is this aspect there? It's this thing that she is explicitly told you can't use that. 
That's, that's where all the guys are. Office? I, for some reason, I assumed that's where his office was. Yeah, they don't show where they mm. go to the office. But yeah, they like a right. Fight we just see them. That's, that's a very special. But, but when they when they show her yeah. in the office, you can see the door behind them, and it just looked like a regular door. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so yeah, we that's, don't know that's what a very the bizarre thing. Meant. Maybe a bunch of explosives, because the whole place does blow up. And yes, they can turn on the gas. That's true. Yeah. yeah. They're just like stocked with C4 or something. That, that, was, that, that wasn't, uh, those weren't real graham crackers. Yeah. That was like, you know, like what, TNT like sprinkled in? I don't know. I mean, graham crackers, like, that would be very flammable, I would think. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Well, plus, the sommelier is gleefully splashing wine everywhere. <laughs> Didn't yeah. he say one of the wines is like has remorse in it or something? He's like, yes, this has a yes, notes of remorse or something. <laughs> notes of, of remorse and regret. It's just like, oh my god! I mean, the 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 dialogue describing the shitty food, describing the like bullshit food, was astonishingly good. Like all of that was just it was it was very beautifully written the sort of awfulness of it. We, we um, were talking last night about how fun it would be to just and I did this for a second when I was telling was talking to Evan yesterday. I told him I was eating pizza rolls with my, while I was watching it a second time. Like it's just so fun to take like a random bullshit food item and just describe it in that like overly flowery way. Like yes, this is a tomato emulsion with um, aged cow's milk and cured meats wrapped in a flaky, slightly chewy wheat dough. And you can do that with anything and make it sound like, you yeah. know, make it sound great. But yep. There were a couple That's... things that I would have eaten though. The scallop, it looked, yeah. it looked ridiculous, oh. but it looked really good. Yeah. And I love sea beans. They had sea beans on there and you never get to eat One sea of that bread that they didn't get to eat, that bread looked really good. That looked yeah. like the best thing. Oh, that looked amazing. Yeah. Uh, or, or what about the 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 chef who offs himself um, the meal that he designed with the the bone marrow and the roasted vegetables? I that was looks like, oh, like yeah. yeah, that looked pretty tasty. Just some nice meat. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> John Leguizamo just eating the just eating these, like the stuff next to the absence of bread is actually pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that's like the. I don't know. I feel I was just thinking that like not having bread is almost like just like showing like the emptiness of their lives. I don't know. Like they have an empty plate because they have no, I don't know. I mean, he he had like a specific reason. Like they don't, they're not poor, so they don't get bread, but it's like they have this empty plate because some people literally don't have food. Yeah. 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 Either of you have any last thoughts? The funniest part for well, I have a couple, but the one of the funniest parts for me it was when they all get to run, all the all the men get to yes. take off running, and um, they finally find Ted, and he's in the chicken coop, and he's just sitting there with his mm-hmm. knees up like this, and he thinks he's like, not going to get caught, and then the window opens, and the guy hands him the egg, which is kind of perfect. <laughs> it's like he's eating the egg in the chicken coop, really. But, <laughs> the last guest. Yeah. And they just—it's like, it's like oh, he knew okay. someone would hide there. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, yeah, I love that he just eats it and is like, "That's pretty good." What else yeah. you can do? Yeah. yeah. Nice one. But they really, yeah. her and him, really took so long to come to terms with the fact that this was what was happening. Like they say a couple times, like, "It's like, oh, this isn't for our benefit. This is stagecraft. This is theatrical. It's so yeah, brilliant. They're so 
convinced that everything that's happening is for their benefit, that they can't even come to terms with the fact that somebody just shot himself in the head in front of them. They're so disconnected from other people. Yeah. I thought that that them saying that and the way they just did not get what was happening until they like walked outside and said, Oh yeah, we're dying tonight. That really perfectly painted a picture of them. It's just like not having any sort of awareness. Like you're like, oh, okay. They're just no, disconnected from all reality. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Must be nice. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I think I think I think it's a good movie. I think it's an interesting movie. I feel like it No argument there. I mean, I guess if it's making you th- like you watch it and like you can't decide and you're thinking about it, I think that is yeah. would to me define like a good movie. You know, I mean, it doesn't mean you loved it, but yes. I think it's a good movie. No, exactly. Yeah. It doesn't mean that I would necessarily recommend it. You know, that, that this is a kind of movie where there are some people that I would not recommend it to. Um, and there are others who I can be like, oh, you know what? You're going to really like. And that's that that is an accomplishment. I mean, to to be something with such a strong voice that we're all sitting here kind of perplexed about it. You know, and and sussing it out—that's that's an accomplishment. That's a, that is a good movie, yes, because yep. it creates conversation. Yeah. And I think it was it was subversive in a lot of ways. And I think one of my favorite yeah. things is that the final girl was a sex worker. Like she's she she yeah. gets away, and she gets away because she made connection. You know, she and she gets a fucking good cheeseburger. Fucking cheeseburger, I want that cheeseburger really bad. <laughs> oh, now I yeah. want a cheeseburger, which I had for dinner, but now I want another one. <laughs> I'm doing that with the onions next time I'm making one. I'm yeah, telling you. Really that, good. That, I was like, oh, that's smart. Oh, that feels like a real kitchen trick. That's like something you'd see on the bear. Yeah. You know? And you'd be like, yeah. They say that the, uh, somebody was saying that one of the restaurants that inspired this movie, not the one specifically on an island, but one of the ones that inspired this um, was the one that he was supposed to have worked in, in the bear. Oh, interesting. <laughs> well, I, I did say to my partner when we saw everyone quietly hunched over their tables, I said, is Joel McHale going to show up and start yelling at everybody? So, yeah. Uh, yeah. Cool. Well, um, this has been fun to talk about this movie. Uh, I think I yes. agree that this is a, I think it is a, a targeted recommendation movie, but uh, <laughs> in Oslo, I appreciate you here to, to talk about it with me. Yeah, thank you so much. Mr. Thank you for having me. Of course, of course. And uh, anyone can check out the podcast in its uh, audio form on all your platforms. And have a good one. <laughs>